Well, yeah, that's what hulks do. We smash things. Bruce smashes buildings, I smash fourth walls and bad endings. And sometimes Matt Murdock. Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo, and this week, the not-so-stereotypical millennials will be catching up with the last two episodes of She-Hulk. We got some Daredevil to talk about. Oop, spoilers, sorry. And uh, we also have uh, some uh, interesting ways of ending a Marvel series and moving on from there. So, without further ado, this week, I am lucky enough to be joined by... Michael R. Power. Ian Walter. And wife power. Wife power is back. Of course, we have to talk about She-Hulk with you around. Um, I want to jump right into it and actually ask uh, you first, wife power, because and it is, I think, partially Mike as well, uh, maybe all of us. But I think a big point of contention, uh, I think, about halfway through the season or at least in the first few episodes, you can hear it on our Patreon page, uh, especially. But, um, you know, part of what was not quite feeling great i guess at least halfway through the season was that there was no daredevil yet and you were just waiting for it you know you wanted to make sure that this character showed up instead of just being like a stinger let's say at the end of an episode um if they were going to tease it i think you said like in in the in the trailer why not make him a little bit more prominent now in the second last episode of this of the show of she-hulk we got him uh and a decent amount of him what what did you think uh and and uh, the way he was introduced and just sort of the episode overall I loved it. The only thing for me that would have made it better is if I didn't know he was going to be in the show. Mm. And I think like if we had um, Luke Jacobson sitting in the courtroom, like saying that his lawyer is on his way and then char- like Matt Murdock walks in and that was like the moment revealed that he was in the show. I think it would have been such a huge moment. It would have been like, like everyone would be freaking out like, Oh my gosh, like Derek, like it's Matt Murdock. Like he's in the show. Um, but again, because they showed us that he was going to be in it, you're just waiting for that moment. And I think like that scene setting up, I think because you saw, um, Luke Jacobson making the new daredevil costume in like an earlier episode, you know, they have a relationship. So like, as soon as they kind of start setting that up, I think like in my head, I'm like, oh, he's going to like he's going to be the one defending him just because you like, again, we knew he was going to be in the show. So it's like you're trying to put the pieces of like when he fits in. So I think that's the only thing that could have made it better for me is if I didn't know. And that was just like that was the big reveal that episode that he walks in and you're like, it's him. Um, like I, I think I'd much rather them have like spoiled Wongers and tease that like he was <laughs> in the show than, um, I, I agree. Yeah. But I think what we got from Daredevil is everything we hoped yeah. for and more because he was amazing when he showed up. Um, so I, 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 there was, you know, we don't need to go off too much of what people were saying online or whatever, it's how we feel and people can have their own opinions and stuff, but there was some sort of feel that there was a little bit too much cgi jumping around in the episode and that he was a little too quippy i don't know does that ring true in any way to you guys i'll tell you what it it hit more like daredevil from the comics and i loved it i was here for okay like um like and it wasn't too much of a departure still charlie cox like i found that like it was a welcome addition to the mcu and like yeah it happened in she hulk so it's going to be a bit of a she hulk tone but that's kind of how comics are you know Right. Uh, that's I don't, true. That's true. I don't it is the tone of the show. That's true. I don't yeah. think he's necessarily going back on. I think it's still kind of fit in with what he's established in the Netflix Daredevil series. It's just like a bit of a like now I'm in the MCU. Now I've met a new character who clearly they have a chemistry that we haven't seen him have with any other character. Right. So it brings out a different side of him. So I thought like a lot of it worked. And I, I think like with an 18 episode Daredevil series born again, it'll be interesting to see if uh, She-Hulk shows up. Uh, in one of those you know at least one because you know the play off the lawyer angle too and have a case maybe on opposing sides would be would be interesting um mm-hmm. we if gotta, they we decide gotta, to do the lawyer thing they kind of 
that's the only thing with the show is they kind of drop that with her a little. Well, yeah, we got a hint of it in in episode eight, right? Like we got like the whole like they're going to go up against each other, but then it turned out more of an action beat. But I'll Mm -hmm. tell you, I love the action. It wasn't like a hundred percent at the Netflix Daredevil level, but it was close. It was really good. I thought it was uh, well. What what I did like about about the action scene at the at the end of the of this episode, what was is it? Rip rip it and and rip it. Yeah, rip it, rip it, and rip it. Yeah. Ribbit and rip it, which is hilarious, by the way. I thought that was so funny that he tried so hard to make it a thing and uh, just and we never don't worked. Quite get Frogman, we get Leapfrog. Uh, yeah, I get Leap- I, when I saw epic. it, I was like, "Is that Frogman?" Like, I was so excited. <laughs> but it is pretty epic because, yeah. uh, well, Multiverse of Madness is going crazy for sure. Exactly. Um, That's two two characters we've been waiting for, and friends of ours yeah, have been waiting yeah. for. Which I, I did like uh, when that action scene sort of started kicking off. One, I love the fact that. Uh, that he says he has a super super secret hideout and there's a big red sign above the building. That's hilarious. Um, yeah. But also, it's like, oh, Daredevil comes into the hallway and he's going to do his badass hallway fight scene again. And then she just, just comes smashing in and just Jeez, knocks man. all of them yeah, out. I, just, I thought that was great. I loved yeah. that the expectation was sort of there. And they place you in that exact spot and a very similar camera angle and darkness and everything. And it's just... Nope, we're literally going to crush your expectations. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Well, I, I had a different take on sure. that. So, you know, Ian is saying how, like, um, the, the, the action is almost to the point of the Netflix series. Now, I think that's wrong. I think the action of the Netflix series was was top, top tier, amazing, best on television. I was kind of saying like, every season Marvel, like, at a hallway. Yeah, screen. I know what you mean. Like, it wasn't, it wasn't hard. Yeah, this like, Marvel Netflix. The Marvel TV show action has not been up to par. It's been fast cuts, CGI, slop, much sloppier. Not honestly, not not the best action. And so when they showed that, when they showed the hallway scene, I was like, "Oh, are they going to try to do this? Like, are they really going to try to do this?" Because what they've shown so far, it doesn't hold a candle to the action of the Netflix show. A lot of the, a lot of the other stuff Marvel does is better than Netflix stuff, but the yeah. action and those one shot takes of uh, the hallway fight scenes and everything. MCU shows haven't come close, and then instead of trying to replicate that, they like thankfully she helped Kimmy. Well, I, it all. It's like, okay, well I, I'd say you that like, you know, you know, you can't, you know, you can't. You have your Sikh squad or something directing this scene, and you know, you can't, <laughs> you can't meet expectations. So you just end it, and that's good for a comedy show. I think you know, yeah. I, I will say that I did think they tried to pay homage to it their best they could with you know like the action that we've been getting in the She Hulk series. But I will say this: it did the perfect thing that I love in comics when. You know, the two people are have to be on the same side. They're, you know, they're destined to be on the same side, but they clash initially and have that initial fight with each other. And then that's kind of like every time you see heroes encounter each other for the first time in Marvel Comics, they have to fight it out before they realize that they're both on the same side. So that's yeah, like yeah. The, I love the, how the she has no idea. Yeah. And she has no idea who he is, too. I think I yeah. think that's great. That's a great. Yeah. Touch. I love the one line she says to him because he's like. Like, why are you fighting me? And she's like, oh, sorry. Like, that I thought the guy dressed as a devil was, the like, the villain <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> it's, like, it, it's just funny because it's like, yeah, that's what, like, is it the frog or the devil guy that's the bad right, guy? Right, you would think the so, frog is the friendly guy, yeah. Yeah, but I do <laughs> want to make, because I did read an article about the, I forget if it was the director or the producer of the show, um, but they were talking about Charlie Cox himself. Mm-hmm. And everyone talks about like they're saying like it was over CG'd all that stuff. But if you actually list like the little snippet that I was reading, and I'm I'm actually really curious to watch the assembled of this one to see if they get into it a bit more. But Charlie Cox apparently did a lot of his own stunts. We don't need them anyway. Well, we've had some uh, lovely tech issues over this recording, which has booted Mr. Michael R. Power out of the episode. But uh, who needs him, right? We yeah, good riddance. Him. Good riddance. Good riddance, Mike Power. <laughs> She-Hulk smash him through the fourth wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that shouldn't be as funny as it actually is, but that was good. So um, the fourth wall being obviously a huge thing for this series. So let's like yes. finish up talking about sort of how Daredevil made us feel and how like episode eight wrapped. 
I, I just want to mention, I it did think like it did feel like the one episode that returned to like the Marvel Cinematic Universe sort of quote unquote feel. formula, you know, yeah. like the, the show that you always kind of get where it has to turn into like a big fight and everything. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. Like, I think it was welcome in this show. Well, um, I, I think it. I think it's it's okay to have that at some point, but as we know with the with the finale, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the way everything ends. And the way that they treated it, like all the stuff we said before, like White Power, and you said, like, oh, of course I'm going to go after the guy with the devil costume, like little things like that mm-hmm. make it. Like I know that there's always quips and it's always kind of funny and you know MCU movies and stuff, but it still felt different enough, even if it wasn't. Like Mike was saying before, even if it wasn't quite the same as what we're getting in in, in what the Netflix show was, for example, um, but that's still okay because I I think it made it feel different and 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 that's that's good enough for me, good enough for me at least. Yeah, but I yeah. do like the, I like the fact that they kept the tone of the She Hulk show, so it's like mm-hmm. they didn't like people have a, like maybe people have a problem with like how daredevil was portrayed but it's like it's not his show it's he's a cameo in she hulk so it's like the the feel of the show has to remain like the tone has to stay the same as it has been so far and i thought they did a really good job with it i loved the moment at the end where he's doing the walk of shame on the grass like holding (laughs) that was a great scene like that just cracked me up but that scene in general between uh matt murdoch and jen walters like they had really good chemistry and it's cool that they kind of hooked up without it needing to mean like more than what it is like it's just Mm kind of like happening in the show and then we'll see if they revisit that down the road like it's just Mm kind of like like it could be a one and done, but you know they could run with it too. So, yeah. yeah, and what and what's yeah. good too about that sort of walk of shame thing that you mentioned is like it's one of those things that they tossed at the end credits uh, drawings and stuff. That was one of the mm-hmm. those drawings in that, and it was like, oh, this is so they they had that idea, I, I, presumably anyway for a while, and I think they it's it's quick, it's quiet, but it's it's great. I thought it really yeah. There's too. no no dialogue, no nothing, but it yeah it, yeah it was a yeah. good laughing moment. Yeah, when, I think when so. Daredevil shows up, he has this like MCU beat, like his own theme that like they're probably going to use. I, I would imagine they revisit and Born mm-hmm. Again, but then they also played the uh, classic Netflix Daredevil Netflix music one. Yeah, I noticed that when yeah, he was like was... explaining who he was. <laughs> so yeah, like all that stuff I did appreciate. Like they didn't necessarily have to dive into what it really means, like between the Netflix show and this one, but I still think it kind of all fits together. Yeah, I, I wonder if it hits with anybody who didn't watch that show. I mean, I I never finished that show, um, but I still really enjoyed it, and I was still like, "Oh, that's great." I thought, I thought, but I wonder if anyone doesn't really know that it's him being brought into this version mm-hmm. of yeah. Marvel. If it would have worked the same way, um, I still think it was a they were good scenes. I still think he was playing his character pretty well, so I think it would be okay. But I wonder if there's like aspects of it that would have felt difference if that was the case but i think we asked that kind of question anyways like oh what if you never watched star wars before oh what if yeah, you never yeah. watched and it's it's easy to question that but at the same time i think you know we're sitting here with with a decent amount of experience watching this stuff and enjoying it and if it worked for us it would probably work for most of the people that are the uh the audience for for this show or for these these movies so um he yeah. was such a welcome presence that everyone I watched it with it was like, yeah, that was the best episode. Like at that point in time, I was like, that's the best episode of the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, just because like they, that's how well they worked together. I think it was yeah. just like, yeah, they did a good job. Yeah, their dynamic and the, was and the episode great. moved really fast. You know, like it moved along pretty quickly, which was good. But it didn't feel like it was rushed either, which can easily happen when you have to throw in a new character, a a scene in it at the at the courthouse, a scene at the bar. The action scenes, like all this stuff that needed to happen, I think it's still, it was a good flow. The episode felt like it made sense. You didn't feel like you were ripped off at all or if it was rushed too, too much. Um, sort of so felt I think, like a live action version of what you would get in the Saturday morning cartoons. Like it kind of felt that way. Yeah, that's but a like good point. A more yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of, you know, well-written version of that. <laughs> yeah, the Saturday morning cartoon of She-Hulk. Yeah, why not? Yeah. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> um, and then uh, and then we get to the, to the finale. Um, we're hoping... We're hoping that that Michael come in and shares thoughts and feels on this uh, on this episode too, because I know he's got some strong uh, some strong opinions on it, uh, one way or another. But the finale is very interesting. Obviously, we're going to full spoilers on all of this stuff, but 
Ian, let's lay out how at least this episode begins and where it sort of goes. <laughs> That's yeah. even, a, even a fair way to even <laughs> mention Well, it. the cool thing about the finale is, regardless of where we thought it was going to go, it opens up with that classic homage to the original oh. Hulk series. It was and so it's just good. completely bonkers. And you're like, okay, cool. Um, I think if you if anyone's watched like Werewolf by Night by now, like they know like Marvel's really willing to take risks with some of the like formats. Um, in this case, it I, worked I because this part. it was great. It was great, and it worked because it was kind of like a dream sequence, also, right? Like she wakes up in the DODC uh, jail, and um, yeah, she's just like been having like kind of tripping out. It seems, but like she's she has to be let go if she only agrees to wear the inhibitor, like same as uh Mil Blonsky has to wear right mm-hmm. so so yeah she gets out and like her like she's got support from her friends but they're a little concerned because she was like hulking out by the end of uh episode eight but at the same well, time right. i guess justified. we i guess we skipped over that <laughs> we, we, did, we did gloss over that but basically it was justified like you know any one of us were rooting for her to hulk out because of the fact that her private like secret sort of sex tape that was made by um intelligentsia uh, or at least like exposed by intelligentsia and like you know oh yeah because uh, Josh who never was seen again that was the guy that, who was yeah, hired he's not even in this episode which yeah I yeah not, I think he was hired yeah. by intelligentsia to steal the blood and everything else so yeah so I mean that gets exposed on, on her big gala night even though every female is getting elected <laughs> lawyer of the yeah, year I didn't, I didn't really understand I know we're now we're going back to the other episode but I'm just like wait so are we did she just misunderstand what happened or like what was the deal with with that why is everyone anyways it's a small thing really but you know i the only thing the only thing about this in particular i know they they have i think this episode could have been longer because i would like to have seen a little bit more of the law aspect of this of getting her out of her cell and out of prison because I was like, oh, she's in jail. Oh, that's where this episode's at least going to start. That's interesting. Now they have to, you know, use the law to to just like she did in the in the first couple of episodes. Like they're going to have to deal with that. And then all of a sudden, literally like 45 seconds later, she's out. And that's yeah. it. Yeah. Like, well, that's you know, I know that's it's not quick. where the episode wants to go, but it's 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 a little too quick and it makes right. it seem like what happened at the end of the last episode didn't matter as much as we thought it would it's yeah. one of those things where here's a cliffhanger and then the, and then whatever show it is i'm not talking about this show in particular here's a cliffhanger and the next episode it's it's over in the first five minutes which is exactly what they did and i find that annoying about the sort of yeah uh you know uh procedurals like the the law shows and things like like shows like this yeah, yeah. um I, so i didn't i didn't love that part of it i felt like it was quote unquote resolved far too quickly it right. was resolved quickly it's kind of like yeah. in falcon winter soldier you know when they uh meet zemo but they're telling like they're planning this heist out of jail but then it's already happened and they just kind of yeah like, yeah over. exactly so yeah. it's kind of like similar right and yeah and you know she she has to get her well her friends are trying to help her out so they're trying to infiltrate intelligentsia right so you get um what is it nikki and then pug yep and pug is uh because nikki has a video of Jen dancing from college, which seems I I heard that it was like an actual thing from uh, Orphan Black. Actual video, yeah. Uh, like it could be footage from like Orphan Black or something like that. But I could oh, be wrong. Oh, I that. see. Uh, but that would be very meta, of course, and we're, we know they're willing to go there in this show. Uh, but yeah, so they, she submits the video to get into Intelligentsia, but of course she can't go in person, so she sends Pug. So and then that's well, before cool they do that. Yeah. Tell, tell me, these are all the little nitpicks I have with the, with this episode. Is um, how did she get that video? Did she just like? hack her mom's phone like she got it life. when she was at jen's house she went to visit i know her jen. mom but her mom showed her the video on her phone so she must have said like i send it to me maybe oh, i think something. there's a line in there like I'll send oh is it there to and she's like i already did yeah yeah oh i missed that okay never mind all right well screw me then anyways yes so they they send that and then i love the i love the whole like uh can't wait to see you there bro and she's like oh shit oh wait wait i have an idea like just all of a sudden the assumption yeah, that of yeah. course it's going to be a group of douchey guys. Um, yeah, led none other than led by none other than uh, what's his face that, that she went on the date with. Yeah, um, and it's, what was his name again? Oh man, I don't know. He's an asshole. Who cares? Yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> um, Come at me, bro. 
Yeah, bro- <laughs> essentially. I I do oh, really- Todd, Todd Todd Phelps Phillip. because everyone thought it was Todd Phillips, but it's actually Todd Phelps. <laughs> oh, Todd Phelps. Okay. Todd right. Phillips being the director of Joker, but yeah. So I I do I do love um when when Pug goes there and and he questions, wouldn't it be weird that I have an earbud in my ear? <laughs> and then the comment back is, no, you won't be the only one. I just, yeah. those, those are the things that I love about this show is yeah. that it doesn't have to do with anything but commentary on the same, let's be honest, dumbasses and assholes that are ripping into the show for stupid reasons and shows like this for stupid reasons. And they, you know, made this show six months ago whenever they were editing this together or whatever. And they knew somehow it, I, 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 they just must have had a feeling or they just wanted to make sure that they made commentary on this stuff. And I little comments like that can be missed, but I yeah. love that they're in there and it's a big F you to the assholes that shit on stuff like this for no reason other than I'm a dude and she's a chick and F this. And like, Screw <laughs> I'm off. a dude. You're a yeah. dude. We're yeah. a dude. Yeah. You're all dudes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, wife power, I want to, I want to ask you because, because we haven't uh, brought you in on this episode, this particular, the finale yet, but what did you think of the setup here in this first, I say, I guess third of the episode, how, how did you feel like all this stuff was sort of playing out? I didn't mind it. Like there was a lot to, go through because it is Mm. only like the half hour episode so like for me the whole like her being in jail like it did kind of seem like she had been there for like a couple of days um and the lawyer like her lawyer comes in saying like like i've got a plea deal so like Mm they they pretty much had it resolved um when they came in yeah that's true yeah and like to be honest, like plea deals, like there's nothing exciting there. It's like it's just two lawyers like talking. Doing it's paperwork. not like <laughs> Yeah, they're not going to court or like having witnesses and blah blah. Yeah, the so, magician like, I get... turned into a plea deal and then even the one with Daredevil didn't end up going to a trial or whatever. Yeah. So like I get where they're like why they were kind of like, meh, if like it's just gonna be a plea, then like why waste why waste the precious time of the last episode? Right. Um, I did love the how she gets the video of her dancing, like from the mom, because it's like it's such a thing that like moms would do. Um, <laughs> yeah. To like show embarrassing, like back in our day, it'd be like a VHS, and it'd be like <laughs> family. I should remember, like when I first started dating Mike, like what would it have been like 17 years ago? Oh man. Um, his parents oh, would yeah. bust out like VHS tape. Oh, we did that. Yep. To like embarrass him. Oh yep. yeah. There's yeah. videos of me, my brother and my cousin uh, playing store when we're five yep. years old or something like that. It's great. It's hilarious. I mean, it would just be like, if you had it accessible to your phone, it'd just be like pure gold. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. Yeah. How I quickly feel like and easily you could, could share it, done, it with but... people. But yeah, yeah. Um, so like I loved that aspect of it, of like showing how like those that like dynamic of like how our parents used to like show embarrassing things of mm-hmm. us. It's like how it's changed and it's like so much more readily available now that you can just like <laughs> yeah. pull out your phone and be like, oh, check out this video from like 2018. Um, <laughs> so true. <laughs> yeah. So like I just I loved that like that whole thing. Um, the one part that made me laugh, um, and we haven't like got to it yet, but where she sends Pug in, like, um, as like the undercover to the yeah, like douchebag yeah. convention is what I'm gonna yeah, call it. Yeah, that's about where <laughs> we're at. Actually, yeah. that's, that's where we are. Oh, yeah. Um, and he doesn't know how to be a douchebag, so yes. she like through the yeah, he's getting all rattled through the earbud it's like he has to she has to like coach him to be like this is what you have to say and i just thought right. that was like so hilarious because well, it's, it's like, good because like he's obviously a nice guy and, and, and yeah. his character seems to be in everything and obviously she has experience with assholes right and yeah that's, and he that's what that is it's well that's we all great. do that's like the funny part right. is like right what like what woman does it 
hasn't mm-hmm. had an experience with just a complete asshole. So it's like, mm-hmm. and they're all they're all really the same. But I just I loved it and like how she's telling him that he that he has to call them what is it females females yeah, yeah, yeah. females and right and they're all like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like, say is that that's it <laughs> it was just. Uh, it was like it was it was well done. I thought it was funny. All the yeah. like they played on like the typical like man jokes. Like you only got promoted because of like because you're a woman. You could use your mm-hmm. sexuality to like your advantage. And um, yeah, so it, it like they played on all the tropes of like um, that type of stuff. So like it was. I really I liked it. I thought it was funny. Um, yeah, I thought it was funny too. Yeah, and uh, you know when she opens up and she's in jail, I found that was a parallel to you know Emil Blonsky abomination, mm-hmm. but also it was everything that uh, Bruce Banner was warning her about, which is funny too, right? Like don't run off because they're going to consider you a monster the second you yeah, hulk yeah. out, that kind of stuff. And then yeah. now here we are, she's wearing the inhibitor, and of course Abomination walks out on the stage, and yeah. he's like the you know, the guest speaker, the motivational speaker. And it's like, come on, man. Like we just had a breakthrough in episode seven and everything like is, you know, it's really funny. Now, do you, do you guys think that he knew what, like, I think he's he just there? doing him. I think he's he just, just doing, doing his him. thing, right? But, like, yeah, okay. it was still kind of funny because she's like, come on, man. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. I think it was like, like to be really pissed off. It was just like, are you kidding me? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I th- I think it's like one of those things where it's like when you're hired as a motivational speaker, it's like you just go and like you do your motivational speaker speech. So it's like that's what he was doing. He didn't really know who his audience was. Yeah. 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 And that's that's fair. I mean, he's either way, he's getting in trouble because now he turned into abomination. But yeah, and everything just sort of everything everything goes off the rails. Everything goes off right around here. Uh, 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 douchebag. Uh, Todd. Uh, he reveals the whole blood plot. He's yeah. like injecting himself so you can become the Hulk. Now you would think, in a traditional linear story where it is about the blood, you would think injecting yourself would be like fatal. We've seen it happen in Incredible Hulk. I think that was how the leader was created. He got some of Bruce's blood mm-hmm. in his head, and his head started to expand. So uh, we all thought, like we were saying, we thought Tim Blake Nelson was going to show up as the leader. I guess they're saving that for Captain America New World Order. But this is still somehow related because it's a group of people wanting to take her blood and kind of do bad stuff with it. But they pivot. And that's what we're all kind of waiting to talk about here is the grand finale of She-Hulk being not really about the third act set piece, like a big fight scene, being more about her breaking the fourth wall and being able to rectify like everything that she's been going through in this season her own way, the way she yeah. wants to do it. Oh, she's just yeah. like, this is too typical. Oh, of course Bruce shows up. Of course, yeah, everyone of under course the sun. Like, of course, he just like falls out of space in the exact sp- spot he needs to be at the exact right time. I don't want to hear what you guys thought because you know? it did seem like a lot, right? Like, oh, was- I like when 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 him and uh, and and Titania show up. I was like, what? Like, okay, this is. This is and not Titania, because I was like I had a feeling about, before. but not like yeah. Bruce and everything. Definitely else. not Bruce. Yeah, especially the way they did it with him in the ship and everything. Like it just, yeah, it, yeah. it wasn't that like, oh, we've seen this all before. It was well, this doesn't, this doesn't really, this doesn't work. It was just more the feeling of this doesn't work, which was than, great because they had a good pulse on it because she was yes. saying exactly what you were feeling, right? Exactly so like, what I was feeling. Yeah, yeah. So. uh White Power, what do you think about this whole twist and how they kind of dive into the weird for the rest of the episode? Yeah, same as Dave. Like, it just, nothing made sense. Like, yeah. <laughs> no one's been able to reach Bruce for, like, I Five, think she says, episodes. like, months or <laughs> yeah. something like that. And it's like, then yeah. all of a sudden he knows exactly where she is. It's like, is he tracking her? Like, it just had, like, so many questions. And then, like, you mentioned, Ian, about the blood Bruce even says it and he says like she only becomes She-Hulk because they share the same DNA because they're related. So it's like, right. why would it work yeah. for this Todd guy? So like as these things were happening, I was like, well, that doesn't really make sense. That doesn't make sense. How does he know where they are? Like all this stuff. So like, yeah, it was they set it up perfectly for like what they were going to do because like it did kind of seem like. 
it did seem like marvely that it's like okay you have oh, this yeah, big yeah. like scene they're gonna bring everyone into it everyone's gonna fight it's gonna be, be like a big battle but then at the same time she's got the inhibitor on so like is she gonna be able to she hulk like right. hulk out in the scene so like right you're kind of watching it and you're like okay like this is kind of predictable but at the same time like a lot of it's not making sense it's not clicking like yeah, there was something about the way it felt. Like there was some, yeah. you, know, you know, and obviously that was on purpose, right? Yeah, I, yeah they exactly. definitely did and it on they purpose. They did their job. They did their job, which is great. No, that's a great point because they definitely needed to ham it up a little bit, not like, not yeah. just like make it a believable third act MCU, but like go the extra mile to show you mm-hmm. that like the juxtaposition between like what we could be doing if we kept doing the same stuff we've always been doing or this is what we're going to do instead. Like, yeah, so like make it a huge surprise. Yeah, so then she literally exits the show. Yeah, the Disney. Plus okay, did anyone get menu. fooled by this? I want to know. It, so it goes I, like bling, and then it's like the menu initially. I, menu. I didn't because it's slightly different than what it is on our TV. But apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. If, I don't know where you guys are watching it, but apparently, it's almost one to one of what it is on like an Apple TV. Okay. So that's you know everything's just slightly different. I, the icons are the same, like all that kind of stuff, right? So it but, fooled so I almost like that never crowd of yeah. people. Yeah, which which is a lot of people, which is like thousands and or millions of people, right? Um, so I, I thought that was brilliant. I thought that was absolutely hilarious. That was one yeah, of the best cool. parts of this was because it looked good. I also liked how she was trying to figure out where she should go, and she's like, um, "Oh yeah, that'll work." And it's the assembled part, which is totally makes sense because that's how you make the show which like, is cool too because assembled is another film it's just a doc but like yeah. it has its own you know multiverse yeah. to it right it's, like it's great it's also it's also technically a multiverse i guess in a way yeah <laughs> it's i thought that was hilarious and then she and then she starts stomping through um as she hulk she starts walking through uh, the disney studios which apparently this is actually the Disney studios that she's walking through. It's not a representation. And the receptionist it's, is the actual receptionist. Yes. Oh, yeah. No way. Yeah. yeah. That's what I heard. Too. Yeah. So that's those, oh, those little things that, you know, unless you look into it, unless you know, whatever, it's just something I heard on another podcast that, that they said that this is exactly where she is. Um, it might not be the actual writer's room, but it is a feeling of a writer's room. Cause normally okay, speaking of shows, the writer's room, I think you know. the, uh, a lot of the actual writers were in that room and then yeah. they had a couple of actors doing the dialogue. Right. But, um, but yeah, great. that was a pretty cool that. scene. Like they get to like talk to legit, like <laughs> Marvel writers <laughs> and like, basically she's like telling them like, nah, this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, it yeah. played really well for me. There was one female writer in the room and then there was an actor that was like, essentially speaking mm-hmm. um and it was like the actor was playing the writer who was actually sitting and mike had mentioned oh, i f- i don't remember the name the writer's name that you guys met at um fan expo he's in the oh, background zeb wells yeah. Oh. yeah and and it's jessica gow i think she's in the room but then someone else is playing her in the show. yes another yeah. actress is or actor is playing her oh, but she's okay. sitting at the table Oh no way! Oh, she's okay. Yeah. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Nice. I mean, they're, they're so they're quick shots, and even the mm-hmm. people that do speak, like they're pretty quick and everything. But you know, I, I think they they try to not glamorize it, which is kind of fun. You know, I think that's that's a good thing. Um, yeah. It's not this giant boardroom on a corner office with you know uh, Florida ceiling windows and stuff like it's it's this small cramped room with uh, a bunch of random coffee cups and food and post-it notes and stuff. All of that stuff. <laughs> makes and wouldn't wouldn't you love to be a fly on the wall in that room like with all the Mm -hmm. stuff they have on the whiteboard and everything yeah uh, yeah and it's good and then and then she says that you know says i I gotta talk to kevin and everyone's just like that's the big no one no one can talk to kevin and Um, he's doesn't he say like i'll kill you if you talk to kevin (laughs) he says i would i would i would sacrifice myself before you talk to kevin or something like that yeah like just (laughs) like it just goes so over the top so quickly and like i i you know i think I think generally, again, the, the fan base and the the audience for this probably knows that or assumes that they're talking about Feige at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but, you know, I don't think that he's necessarily a household name to 40 or 50 percent of the people that watch this stuff. But I think it still works. I think it still makes sense. Um, I, I just I love I don't want to gloss over the whole thing where she goes to. 
uh, goes to the office and has to sign an NDA and all that. I thought that little scene was really funny. And then they um, have the action sequence. She's like, what the hell is the NDA for? And he's like, everyone's got to send the NDA. Everyone's got to sign it either way. <laughs> I, I didn't really like the action scene. I was like, we don't need this. Like that didn't like the whole like beating up the security guards and stuff. Oh, we loved that really? scene. I didn't like yeah. that. Right? We thought it but was so funny. I, apparently the first, the first person or second person that she tosses against the wall or whatever is the head of security at the Marvel offices, which is oh. also hilarious. So yeah. yeah. They're, well, they're really using it. all these people just... that actually work there. I think that's a really nice touch and sort of, you know, a little pat on the back for the probably, you know, the hard work that they probably put yeah. in every single day. Right. So mm-hmm. now the guy's probably like, I got beat up by She-Hulk. Yeah. Which is awesome. It is hilarious. Yeah. yeah. You got to get held up, you know, hooked up to wires or whatever and thrown against the wall or whatever. I think that was great. Yeah. So I want to hear what you guys think, uh, think about the choice to use Kevin instead of Kevin Feige, but actually like an A-I-K-E-V-I-N. Yeah, um, I thought it was pretty cool and like it made for it kind of amped the production value of the the whole sequence as well just having like a robot do the talking and everything and yeah. I thought it was like it was a pretty good way of keeping it like meta but also keeping it like weird and fresh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so cuz I, I think if it was just Kevin Feige I wouldn't have been as enthused but it was well, it was like I wouldn't have felt the same. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Wife yeah. Power, I'll, I'll ask you in 2 seconds. The only thing that I want to say is before they reveal who he is I thought what was what was funny was all the stuff that we just talked about, how it gets there. And then when she goes into his into the office or what you assume could be an office, it's dark, it's black, it's got these huge doors, there's all these flashing lights or whatever. I'm like, oh, my God, is he just going to be sitting there in a single chair like in Mass Effect where like the, the guy who sort of runs everything and like that game is just this bad guy that sits in front of this huge screen over like it just felt like. Or like just the gonna architect in the matrix, or, or the architect in the matrix. That's what I thought it was going to be, and I'm like, it, you know, that setting alone would have been funny, but uh, but yeah. So, white power. What what did you think of the of of the sort of reveal and just sort of like how it felt? The sort of um, I guess like Ian said, like just it it obviously changed things. <laughs> yeah, we actually, uh, Megan and I thought that it would have been funnier if she actually stormed into Kevin Feige's office. Mm. So like, as we were watching the scene where she like signs the NDA, she, Mm -hmm. she goes through the, and then she starts like tossing all the security guards. Like, cause it's like, no one talks to Kevin kind of thing. So we were like, this is hilarious that she's just like tossing aside all these security guards to get to Kevin Feige's office. Yeah. And he's probably going to be like sitting in there with his little baseball cap, like Mm -hmm. um, on the phone and stuff. And um, so I think like we were the, for us, it was like the robot wasn't as good as um, if it actually was him. him. Yeah. 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 I I think we have a robot coming into the podcast just now is, this, is that correct? Who invited this guy back? M-I-K-E? M-I-K-E? Is that you? <laughs> it's not It's not him because he can't him. hear us. <laughs> so, you know, I, we tried to break the fourth wall just now but uh, basically, I thought it was really funny. I thought that it was a nice touch. It kind of looked like he was wearing a hat, like he had a little brim. Oh, it's, uh, it's 100% Kevin. what it was, right? It was him wearing um, his hat. And, and the fact that, like, all the conversation, all the dialogue was geared towards like, yeah, of course we're running the same formula over and over. And it's like picking at all the things people make fun of MC4, mm-hmm. uh, which I really appreciated because like, obviously they're trying to do something new every time, but like it's yeah. never enough for some people. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, so I, I, I think that uh, my favorite part about this was the comments that, that she was making and how she was, you know, how Jen was saying like, I think at one point she's like, I'm smashing the fourth wall and smashing expectations. And sometimes Matt Murdock. Sometimes like, Matt was, Murdock. That was a killer that line. That was They're my favorite line, line from, from whole the scene. whole show. Yeah, that was and amazing. Just, like, the cheeky smile that she like gives yeah. to the camera too. I loved it. Yeah. And she, and she's look. yeah, she's looking at the screen when she's saying that part. And like, it's, Oh, that, that part was great. That part was great. I, I have I have nitpicks about what this means for the sh- for the, the show, this whole scene. Listen here. But, she all doesn't care it, about your nitpicks. No, I know, but <laughs> but in the moment, but in the moment like this, like I was like, I am all for this. This is great. This is hilarious. This is working. Um, just yes, this is 
this is great. I, I yeah, that's the, let's see if the great <laughs> Mike can break the fourth wall and come in and uh, give his thoughts on the finale. Yeah, I thought it was the best finale of all the Marvel shows because of how different it was, and I loved how it basically used the ammunition of all the things that people say against Marvel. It used that and threw it back in everyone's face, kind of thing. Um, and so I didn't I'm, expect I'm one that. of those people. It was unexpected. I'm one of those yeah. people. So. Yeah. And <laughs> it was unexpected. And the only thing is, you know, I love Stan Lee. And, you know, Stan Lee used to put himself in things a lot. Yeah, he was yeah. a marketer. And he used to put him, and he, when he put himself in that episode of the 90s uh, Spider Man cartoon, I loved that episode. Hold my calls for a while. I, I think I've finally gone crazy. Oh, man! Wow! You know, Spidey, I've always wanted to experience real web-slinging, and I've always wanted to be appreciated as a real hero. I thought Kevin Feige was going to show up, and I was going to be like, it's his Stan Lee moment. You know, Stan Lee always put himself in the cameos, and he always wanted himself out there, and I was like, oh my god, they're going to put Kevin Feige. It's just like the end of the 90s uh, Spider-Man cartoon. He's going to, like, the creator is going to be in the show. It's going to be super meta commentary, meta textual, whatever, but... um. Yeah, they chose to go the route of route of the robot, which worked for me. Because of course it would, M and I K E. Yes. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I thought it was like I was like, oh, what's happening? Whenever the guy, the Hulking guy, injected himself with mm-hmm. the green shit, and then uh, the Hulk shows up, <laughs> the and green it's like shit, the blood, I guess. <laughs> and it's like, what is going on here? But then, yeah, yeah, that was purposefully messy because then they could make fun of it later. So. It was good. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. No, it's it was it's a good uh it's a good, you know, five to ten minute scene of just of just these two characters. And like I just yeah, the whole like, oh, we have this perfect formula. Oh, we can't do that. Or oh, you know, she mm-hmm. says uh she says something about like, oh, I'll see you on the big screen. He goes, mm, I don't think so, you know. <laughs> just, <laughs> Everyone's just little things. Has a formula, right? And they're they're clearly yeah. hearing that. So they're like, you know what? You know, people say we have a formula in our movies, we're gonna disrupt that and do something different like werewolf by night people say the tv shows are formulaic well we're gonna you know we're gonna do this like crazy episode and comment on that and the joke is that ai is writing all of our stuff and so they're they just had it right there the ai is writing she hulk or whatever so yeah it was very smart it was very clever and um it's big middle finger to all the angry people out there that reg on marvel in a way which well that's a lot of what this this episode and the show has been is finding opportunities to point out these Mm -hmm. criticisms and stuff like that and do it in a fun way you know now they're not doing it to pick a fight they're doing it to 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 uh just put put attention on it and be like look we we get it you know Mm -hmm. this is not supposed to be super serious and they do it in a in a in a nice way and I i think that you know they could easily like make the tone different, but the tone makes a difference. The way she delivers it, the way that Kevin talks, like all of those things, the back and forth that they have. Um, and they're, makes... they're clearly attacking that very toxic side of the fandom, yes, you know, like yes, those, yes. The, yeah. which, which I love, like just big middle finger to those people, like the, the well said. Whole Hulk King's group and everything. So yeah. Hulk um, King. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, there's nothing oh, wrong right. with not liking the show. That's fine. You don't like it, you don't like yeah. it. But it's the yeah, whole yeah. bullshit that comes around with yeah, some people exactly. out there. Yeah. Well, that's well said. And I will say this, like, okay, so I think if the I love the finale, and I think if you're a Marvel fan, you're either gonna love it or hate it, like we just said. And and you're more than like welcome to. It's just it's funny because I wonder what the general audience feels about this finale because for us, like we find everything funny because we know how toxic everyone has been. Mm-hmm. But for someone just watching the show, like I know some people were actually invested in what was happening in the show. And then like when this takes a turn, they just like it's confusing to the non like MCU fan of it all. Right. So it's like I could see how like even though we all loved it for what it was and like I, it played well for me, I could see how it, it would miss for some people. Sure. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, so the, the, the nitpick part for me, I, I don't know, maybe it's not, it's not that the, I didn't enjoy the episode. It was just that I like that they did this. I, I love that they're commenting all this. I love that. Like I just said, the way that she, uh, plays the character and the scene and, and does the, the, all the, all the, uh, fourth wall stuff. 
it just made everything from this episode and especially last episode, you know, anything that had stakes all of a sudden was just wiped out. And then the episode oh, just I agree with that. And then the episode just ends. And it's like, I want something different, which is exactly what the show is. So that's great. I want it to be uh, self-aware, which is exactly what it is. And that's great. But as and I, I don't necessarily need to have this deep story. I think I've been saying that about some shows how like or in movies like Ragnarok is not the most serious movie in the world. Obviously, it's a comedy, but there's story with it. But at least there's a story with this episode. The problem is everything that they tried to build now just seems like it's all wiped out. And it's like, so what did we just watch? Did, did we just watch a few hours of TV just so we could have a joke and that's it? And it feels it feels like there's. I don't know. I just oh, we got be- the barbecue scene though. We got the MCU stinger. Oh, I I the fast and <laughs> furious hated it. scene. <laughs> I hated it. I hated the barb. I hated the whole reveal thing. I, I how didn't big like a fast and furious fan are you though, Dave? <laughs> no, I am not a fast and furious fan. Exactly. Um, I, I yeah, but you know have it's- Corona. That was my only nitpick with the scene. There was no Corona. The Sorry. Oh, there's no there was the corona. corona. Yeah, must <laughs> have brought me back. There yeah. was none of that. So anyway, so I, I just think that story wise, uh, the the whole you know middle section or at least middle middle two thirds of of the whatever it is of the episode, I thought was great in the moment. I absolutely loved it, but then when I thought about it afterwards, I was like, so this just eliminates everything that we were supposed to care about before. Well, I like what Ian said. What what does this finale? How does this finale play with the average viewer who doesn't know, is not steeped in MCU, is not online, yeah. not on Twitter, and it's like, well, they are actually invested in who is the Hulk King, what is Intelligentsia, like what do they want with her blood? And they're just like, ah, eh, forget about all yeah. that. Yeah, they just kind of like gave us this funny. That's what I'm saying, ending. man. I think that it's like it's weirdly polarizing on both fronts. It's like polarizing sure. on the fan front, and then it's like polarizing like if you don't know anything about comics it's like okay what's mm-hmm. really happening you either have to dig the pivot or like be like oh what the hell mm-hmm. uh, uh, but yeah, i think right. like overall it did something different like and, and then you know t- speaking of things like werewolf by night it's just fun to see that mc is willing to go into places we're not expecting yeah and, and do things that like we genuinely couldn't call like it's just like you know all right Let, let's get to that ending part because the family gets together at a barbecue and so here's dr- the thing i will say yeah. so because yeah, i know yeah. exactly what you're saying you're like let's wrap it up with the stinger my thing is they found a way in their cleverness of the writing to have their cake and eat it too they basically made fun of having the bruce banner cameo and the fact that hulk shows up but they still managed to deliver the information they would have delivered by doing that if they'd gone the more traditional route i i so personally like, i i know what you're saying but i personally think that that minimizes the impact of what they were doing before this scene happens. And that's fair. Either either, either we're doing the story thing or we're not doing the story thing. Yeah, either you're going to do it or you're not. So, you know, maybe I could see it's a little bit of a chuckle and be like, oh, okay, they did it anyway. Fine. I I guess that's okay. But for me, the the last five minutes didn't work for me at all. At all. Um, Everything before that did. Daredevil included or Daredevil? Uh, No, that's fine. I mean, it just, you know, just... Well, no, okay. I guess that part was okay. I guess that, like, the initial, like, couple minutes were with him at the table with her parents, that's totally fine. You know, asking, asking like, how much money you make and, like, oh, you do everything pro bono? Oh, okay. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. totally fine. Like, oh, the you don't live here? Oh, maybe we'll see you in New York. Like, that type of stuff. Like, okay. I, that's that's something you're going to get in a conversation with a significant other or someone you're dating's family. I get it. That's totally fine. Um, yeah, it's, I guess it's the second that that Bruce shows up and the stinger, both of those and things. Is somehow happen. concealing another Hulk behind his frame. An- another giant person. <laughs> uh, Scar shows up, ladies and gentlemen. This is like the hilariousness of this reveal is that it is a major kind of impact to the MCU to have a new Hulk character introduced. So like the fact that they were like making a big thing about not doing any of that and then still doing it. I don't know how serious it is. It seems pretty serious, but like. Like, it seems like Scar is here in the MCU now. What do I, you guys think? I, I don't know who Scar is. I don't know where he's coming from. I don't know why he's there. I don't know what I'm supposed to think about this at all. So I am coming from this particular reveal <laughs> as someone who doesn't know what's going on, and I hate it. Uh, yeah, Mike, and I can I see wrong? that. I can see that. <laughs> Mike, why am I wrong? Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's incredibly stupid, and the only thing I can defend... <laughs> 
is if they <laughs> there's like this Twitter joke going around, which is like every single MCU, like this viral Twitter thing, every single MCU stinger goes like this. Hey, I'm here. It's my son, Blorco, or whatever, and blah blah blah. <laughs> and it's like they they're aware. They're like aware of that tweet, and so they were like, "Let's lean into it and just do it." And hopefully, everyone finds it funny, and it backfired on them because everyone's like, "What the hell? This is actually this is how you're going to introduce this character? That's ridiculous." Um, they're well, certainly fast-tracking they a world war Hulk storyline. Yeah, if this was seriously the way they introduced Hulk's son like scar into the movies it's 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 just objectively terrible way to introduce a character like no i don't know how you defend it other than they're leaning into the However, joke they're aware and, and it's a comedy show so they're just like fuck it and i don't know i can't defend it it's it's not very so good. the funny thing is if they if the mcu it, i mean they're easily forgiven if they were to introduce like old man logan into secret wars and they're having to do with like the hulk storyline and everything I would forgive everything they did in this scene. <laughs> just like just to set it all in motion and get like get to the end zone. If they do something big like that, okay, fine. But if it's just like a shameless plug at like we're doing a World War Hulk movie, whatever. Is what it is. But they like I said, they had their cake and they ate it too. I don't know. Wife Power, what do you think? Does it did it does it make any sense to, uh, from your perspective? Not from my perspective. I don't know anything about I didn't even know Hulk had a son. Yep, same. Um, <laughs> so, um, I'm guessing it's it happened while he was like off planet, like when he meets Thor in um, Ragnarok. But yeah, I it it kind of just seemed like a plug, like in the next Hulk movie. Dun dun dun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, just you wait think, there's another big green guy coming <laughs> well because i think they hint towards like because um you guys made a comment that they wrap everything up and there's not really any like overhanging store like plot and i think i think it's kevin that says it where it's like we'll see you next time in like the he he mentions like on the big screen so i think like yeah. Yeah. There's not there's not going to be a She-Hulk season two. And the next time we see She-Hulk, she'll be in a movie. So True. I think that's like, I think That'd that's where they're leaning. Um, so or they I like, think they could do a She-Hulk season two, but they don't want to allude to that until they do whatever they're going to do next with her. Right, right. Yeah. And I'm assuming like whatever the next part is, is going to be this whole thing with Hulk and his son and <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the thing is the meta thing is i think they they need to wait like one more year before they can officially do a hulk project but i think they are building towards that and then this is just like a ham-fisted way of like putting the pieces in place such a stupid yeah. way of doing it i just it it just oh it's like no, oh, it's bad. they must they must be aware and then it's it's a they thought it was going to be land as a joke and it just didn't that's my only guess like not enough people know about this like meme or joke saying online that yeah i, I just, just think it was I, it's hit. more it's more for me like just like i said before like what they did with this episode and how well it worked or seems like it's it's worked for the four of us and then all of a sudden they just decided what we just commented on we're doing anyway screw it and it's i, I don't know that that's why it that's one it of the does undermine it a little it bit really but does. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, but but um, I think that the the uh, we we kind of didn't touch on this. The joke about the visual or not joke, but like the comment about the visual effects was a oh, great yeah. touch. Yeah. And then they switching did the little, back and forth. Uh, Wakanda yeah. drums riff, like <laughs> you know what I mean, like for uh, to signify that they're they've moved on to work on Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, that's the next film, and it's going to be glorious. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, Kevin saying that basically he threw in a little line about, um, oh, you'll never be able to do this again. Like, we fixed the glitch. Like, right, right. So that we off. know that, like, we can't expect her to just, like, influence her fate every two, like, you know, every time she sees yeah. fit. Yeah, uh, she can't yeah. grab the giant eraser but every time. As yeah. for what you're saying about, like, what does this mean for the MC overall? I honestly don't think it's a huge impact. I think it's going to stay within the realm of She-Hulk and, like, she'll do 
funny She-Hulk shit when she shows up in other movies, but it ultimately, like I think you said this, White Power, it's like she's featured in another film. It's going to be like overall the tone of that film or that show. Yeah, and that's she'll fine. Just be that like works for her, me. Her She-Hulk self within that frame, and mm-hmm. she'll probably break the fourth wall, but it won't do anything like world-breaking. Yeah, and then and then uh, I guess uh, if we do get a season two, or if she's in another sh- show or movie or whatever, she's going to be lawyering. Which is uh, what I missed a little bit about this show overall. I think I wanted a little bit more of that. Um, I still enjoyed it, but uh, I want to see the sort of uh, somewhat witty breaking the fourth wall in the courtroom kind of stuff because that's a fun approach to to a show like that. But uh, we'll we'll see if we get any of that. I, I don't think we will, but um, but that's not bad. And then uh, and then we get our 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 stinger, I guess. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it really means anything. I just think. Oh, it was the stinger. Of... Yeah, it was. It's more of the same for me. Like, I don't. I, I don't really get it. I don't know what the point of it was. I think it. It might be setting up some sort of Thunderbolts, like storyline, like long term. But like, I don't. Like basically, what happens in the stinger is, and we're kind of used to the idea that like Wong had been using Abomination for fights, and now he's invited Abomination to come stay. At uh, invited Emil Blonsky to come stay at Camertage. So he's basically like not chilling in his cell anymore. He's like moving in Camertage. So I think he's springing him from jail essentially. Yeah. So my does question that, is, how do none of the is... guards? How do none of the guards know? How does no one see this ever? And well, two, like, like I believe that Wong could pop into his cell and take him, but like it's just a yeah, matter so of like, like they're kind of messing why? with like. Well, I think it's setting up like a Wong abomination connection for whatever they're doing next. This is like a high security prison and no one. Isn't Wong a good guy? Yeah, like why is he abomination? He knows he's not supposed to be doing this. Well, I mean, we we, like Dr. Strange was also Sorcerer Supreme for a spell and like he's not like he'd make some dumbass calls too. So I don't think like Wong doing like something in the gray is really all that surprising to be quite honest for Sorcerer Supreme, but like, yeah, he's already like turning to the law to help with the magician thing when he could have just dealt with himself, like, you know, so it's just yeah, like, but it's think... it, it does come out of nowhere, like, he, I don't know, it comes out of nowhere. I, I think, agree, though, Dave. they've established though that like the abomination or Emil Blonsky is not a bad guy anymore, like, he. Right. He he has his like moment at the start where he he says like they injected me with this and like I went crazy and like and now it's like it's my fault. But now that he has it all under control and like he's changed his ways and he's all like philosophical and yeah, but he broke his parole and he has to pay his time and like what. But Wong he was also okay with that too. Can, yeah, he agreed to no, ten years though. Yeah. But you break your yeah. parole and you're a superhero with that much power. Like you're like a nuclear weapon walking around. I, like you, I it's still fair. don't. Yeah, I still don't understand though how it doesn't matter if this was a stinger or if it was the first the, the time that it happened earlier in the season and they sort of you know we did all, that whole thing. I still don't understand how this high security prison cannot notice that this guy's gone and it was this orange circle that swept them away. I don't understand well, how yeah. no one. No one I, I saw guess, that. My guess for the stinger is it was just played for a joke with that like final scene of him like watching like binge watching on TV and it's supposed to comment on like the She Hulk series itself. So I, I think guess. there was a joke there that just fell flat. I don't think it's. I don't think we need to read, read into it any more than just they were going for some joke that that didn't quite work. Yeah, I think I that's think I'm just commenting on the fact that I hated it and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> which is fine. Which is fair. Well, I, think I think they should have had a gag. Um, I was just saying, I think that should have a gag after every, like a mid credit scene after every mm-hmm. episode. Cause like mm-hmm. the only mm-hmm. thing it accomplished was like, oh, don't expect one every time. But like they should have had a joke every time yeah. because it would have yeah. been, been that much better. Sorry, wait, yeah. Barca, yeah. No, it's okay. I, I was just going to say, like, you have to remember, like, Wong is the Sorcerer Supreme. So like he's got, like, he's, he can use like magic and stuff. So like, he, we're not seeing it, but like maybe he's turning off the security cameras. So like they're not really s- seeing or like maybe he can like create like a magic loop. So it looks like he's Emil Blonsky still in his cell, but it's like, <laughs> yeah. so it's like there could be that behind like the scenes. Cause it's like Wong can like, he 
he probably could do those things easily yeah, to be that's like, fair. okay, they're distracted for 30 seconds. I'm going to like take you. And then he takes them. And then it's like, we don't see what happens after like they disappear. And then like the security guards realize like, oh wait, hold on. Where did he go? Yeah. So Yeah. Well, but, and then if they turn around and make that connection meaningful and do something with them down the line, like, will that make this an okay scene? In retrospect like, uh, it's yeah. fine i think this i think it'll be forgettable it's so quick and small and yeah. like Mike i said, think it's just establishing that they're like buddies yeah like, yeah right yeah because it's like when he picks them up he's like asking asking him like what took you so long and then he like wong says like how he's into another tv show so i think it's like yeah just establishing that they're buddies like wong doesn't wong knows that like he's not really a villain or like a threat anymore so he's what was, like oh, uh what was what's what's her face's name uh that nicknamed him wongers what was her name oh madison madison, madison. Yeah. so what would have made this work is if you know she the portal back. opens yes. and they're in the tv room and she's wa- you don't see her because she's behind him and you mm-hmm. see a tv show on in the background it's nondescript because they can't you know they're not going to put the sopranos up or anything and then when he says, oh, I was stuck in another TV show, she pops her head around like over his shoulder and says, Wongers, you're missing it. And like, boom, that would have worked. That would have been hilarious. Yeah, that probably would have made it so much better. But I don't yeah. know if they knew that she was going to be or at least that bit in that episode right. was going to be that popular. Right. Because yeah. maybe they would have thought us because that's not that's not that original of an idea. That's something we've seen before in like Looney Tunes or something, you know, like it's not that mm-hmm. different. But yeah. I just think if you brought that interaction back it would have been like a home run and it would have been oh this is just a joke and it worked and that's it that's funny yeah it would have made so, it like more of a funny yeah, like like the burrito scene at the end of one of the avengers movies yeah like exactly been, like a funny yeah. little well, I it, it fell flat for me too so you're not alone yeah. it was yeah well the the mid-credit scene in the first episode was so hilarious with like captain america fuck, you oh, know what I mean? oh, so yeah. it's just was like great yeah, so like if they had just tried to hit like some sort of comedy beat in every single episode, I think it would have been cool. But I guess yeah. they can't do it every time. And Before, the- good, it Let's happens. Talk. It happens. Before we wrap up, hopes for season yeah. two because I have mine. I really want it to be focused more in the courtroom. I want yes, like me too. I was me every too. episode to be like a half hour interesting court case. Mind those She Hulk comics. You know how's the law work in a world where there's superheroes? And all this stuff because theoretically they exist in our world. So how does how does mm-hmm. the law work? How do they interact with the legal system when there's superheroes or where new laws need to be put in or all this stuff? There's so much material there, and they just didn't mine any of it really in the series. Every yeah, court case you. had not an interesting resolution. It had some sort of stupid resolution, like some sort of simple, easy resolution. Like I don't know. I think you could do a lot with it's- the courtroom stuff. I honestly do. And that's what I want from the next season. Lean this into that. show abolished the Sokovia Accords, like just like that. It's like, yes, yo, Civil true. War established them, yeah. and then She Hulk's like, no, we're not going to mm-hmm. play with that anymore. <laughs> like, yeah. Pretty... yeah, which could so, be interesting to see I, played I, and not just glossed over, right? Like that's yeah, it was very glossed so, over. Yeah. yeah, I think overall it was a great nine episodes. Like I think some hit harder than others, and I really did like the Daredevil episode. But uh, ultimately, I think they can keep going with like, yeah, she'll pop in a movie and then maybe they could do a season two. And like you said, Power, I would like to see them do more court cases each like a week to week. Um, That'd be a cool, cool case to discuss each time and bring in more of those Mm -hmm. weird uh, Marvel cameos. Weird characters. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Wife Power, are you hoping for the for the uh, um, the court procedural or is it uh, or should we move on to the movies? (laughs) I am, but I'm just going to go balls to the walls and I'm going to say I hope season two is um, Daredevil and She-Hulk go on a romantic, like, (laughs) all-inclusive vacation where (laughs) shit just gets weird. Yes. Why don't they do a Marvel presentation, like a special, like, like, Werewolf by Night? It would be amazing. Just like Werewolf. By night, it's like uh, Matt Murdock and Jennifer Walters go on this all-inclusive vacation, <laughs> and, and like it's I just, just it doesn't I even loved have to be anything dynamic. crazy. They could just go and they could just yeah. have time together for like you know three episodes or something. You know, like just I think it would be hilarious. That, that uh, that's going to be that's uh, it'll be like the new Wanda Vision. Like yeah. it'll be kind of like a rom com. 
like Marvel kind of like spin-off thing and then hey, the ending turns into like something serious. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. they could have fun with it. Yeah. That's a good idea. All right. Well, we're going to have to pick up that red phone and call uh, Mr. TV to Yeah. To Marvel TV. execs if you're if you're yeah. listening, we've got yeah. <laughs> we've got gold for you on the back of my day podcast. I have the audio file to to prove it if you want to know yeah. that we came up with this idea here and now, we have <laughs> yeah. it ready State and I stands. will send it. Yeah, yeah, I have it all ready to go. So, um, okay, so we're looking forward to what's coming next. We have, uh, like you mentioned before, we do have some Black Panther that eventually we're going to see and talk about as well. But uh, yeah, we Finish have phase uh, four on a more serious note, maybe. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, Get right? Some Doctor Doom in there. Yeah, um, that we also have Andor to talk about. You can find some of that on our Patreon page. You can find uh, more She Hulk talk, talk, easy for me to say, uh, also on there. And Mike, where's everyone else finding our goods on the interwebs? Yeah, so that's patreon.com slash back in my day. And follow us on social media where you get all the news about the podcast at day back in. So that's at day back in on basically all the social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. And the podcast is called back in my day and find it on whatever podcast app you use. Uh, If you like the podcast, you want to support us, leave a little five star review. That helps leave a little comment little review tell your friends and thanks for listening that's it thanks for listening and uh we'll see everybody on the other side goodbye